When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Freaky Friday here with a big show, Colton of NHQ, with your host, the big guy. That's me, the girl in sugar, at John Legaza. Check it out. John Legaza flow, shopping in a razor, quip, zombie, what's going on? Grab the spear, grab the shield. And welcome back to the internet's version of 300. Rich Clark, good morning. How's everybody doing? I had a filibuster. For just a second, Jay, I did see that. I don't know what's going on. It has freaking drive me nuts. No, it's not on. I'm just, I don't know. Like I said, we strive in this world for perfection. To be regimented and, <laughs> you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. Let's go get it, do the things that we do here at Cold to Depend HQ, the redheaded stepchild of the Hammer Betting Network. Feel free to thank Mr. Rob Hazola, the pizza man north of the border, for bringing you the large round. Every single day, Monday through Friday, the last six months. Can you believe it? You believe it? Me and Gerald, so there's got to be 125 shows in a row. Yeah, no big deal. You know, not missing any days, whatever. You know, whatever. It's like, whatever. It's not just that big of a deal. You could, you know, spin the Rolodex, pick any show that you like. Any single show you like, and I guarantee you we are flying out of the cannon. 115 off the crack of the bat when you roll with us. Nuance and context pouring out their nose. Right out of your nose. All right, my goodness. I'm starting. I'm losing my mind. I, again, I am like Mr. OCD. It's part of what <laughs> makes me so good at this, right? Moving mountains of data every single day. But when one little thing goes off, it, it does throw me off, right? I'm a normal, I'm not a normal person, but I'm a, a person somewhat like regular people. And like other people, you got to be careful not to spiral, right? So that's a good lesson for me to you before we get started. Hell, a younger me probably would have gotten completely like disheveled and thrown off, and such is life. But damn, I'm gonna figure it. Out. I I had it, dude. I mean, I had it. I used different operation. Tell you once I start mixing OBS into it, that's what it is. I'm changing programs. I'm telling you, man. People out there, especially when you're like me and you're not very smart, this stuff is harder than it looks to make it look pretty schnazzy. Well, I gotta admit, I think we do a pretty good job, Jay. Hat tip to you for the banners and stuff, always looking super sharp. All right, let's get into the games. I brought the absolute smoke again. If you're looking for the more wider range, right, we did like a series preview. Yesterday, again, there were no games today, but we're off tomorrow. So this will be perfect. We're going to preview all the game ones. I think I got the probables. I really hope I did because it did a... A lot of work to get there. Sounds like the pictures that we laid out yesterday. So, again, you can always jump back and do that. We did a more macro view of the offenses, the pitching stats in general, bullpens in general, how we see the series kind of playing out, where they're very critical, right? Obviously, playoff games are critical from anyone. But, I mean, where 
those kind of pivot points were going to be because, again, we have teams on the bye with rested pitchers and then other teams that don't. So let's go into that. First up, it's the Texas Rangers sticking their thumb in my eye against the Rays. Plus 120, dog on the road against those black birds and orange vests down, down there in Baltimore. Minus 145 on the Oriole side. It's Dane Dunning on the bump for the Rangers. 26 games started so far this year. 12 quality starts. Six money starts. And he actually had 10 strikeouts or more three different times. Crim Zombie, I appreciate you. We see you, my man. You know, you're, you're part, very much part of this. Make no mistake. The quality of the listenership and the interaction is what makes this so damn good. Right. So we, I, I, I'm really, really, really proud, you know, to be leading this motley crew of misfits. But again, I, I don't want to do this alone. You know, we met. I don't want to start going back into the Blue Jay thing and beating them up. But Jay, sorry, man. But where this matters, when we do our analysis, again, looking for pivot points, anybody that's like, oh, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're full of it. But with Jose Barrios, we mentioned why the money starts are so important. He has a bunch of them. That's seven innings minimum, two earn run maximum. Those determinative starts, it means when he's sharp, it's razor sharp. Nothing wrong with that, you know. Again, full you know year stats give you everything in the middle. You, we're not there. We're in the most the most kind of minute micro perspective right now. So Dunning actually a little bit better in that respect than I thought. Six money starts out of twenty six, not bad. Also the ten strikeouts three times, but a little bit of a split here. First hundred and twenty innings pitched, three two one ERA, one fifteen WHIP, sub one homer nine. Last nine games started down the stretch. The reason those things matter, and it's not to cherry-pick the stats, it's because we do see pitchers run out of gas. This is hard. Especially they're all, for playoffs teams that were playing to the very end, like the Rangers, those were the highest leverage innings imaginable all the way down the stretch. They needed every single bit from him every single time, every five days. Not something a guy like Dane Dunning is used to. Last nine games started 4-8-5 ERA with a 1-5 whip, and one and a half home runs for nine. That home run rate doubled. Again, we're going to focus on home runs. Why? Because they matter more than they should. Just like pressing the like button. Do that. Please. Pretty please with sugar on top. You know, uh, here I am, a grown man begging for cartoon fingers. But such is, you know, life in the big city. That stuff matters more than it should. BGC, what's going on? Again, one of the, you know, most important consistent threads in our tapestry here. BGC, thank you so much for jumping aboard, being part of this thing that we've built, this thing of ours. We're looking at Dean Dunning, how he's fallen off in the second half. Then there's also a bit of a lefty-righty split here. Right, really tough on righty, 644 OPS, 282 Woba on the season. Lefty's batting 270. Double-digit walk rate, nearly 800 OPS, pretty large disparity. It's a sinker, slider, cutter, and change from Dunning, those all have a minimum 400x slug. So he's getting hit pretty hard. Again, that's the way I like to look at individual pitches in terms of usage, x slug, and whiff rate. To make it simple, a triple slash. How often is it thrown? How hard does it get hit? And how often does it induce whiffs? Martin Rumble, what's going on? Enjoying the sharp angles of postseason. We are enjoying you jumping along with us so early in the morning. There must be something a little off kilter with every single one in. That's why you're one of us. One of us. Grab the spear, grab the shield. 
when we give to the books nothing and take from them everything. Yeah, baby. You're hanging with J&J. Doing the thing we do. Come on, man. Where's any... Like, I, I've been wondering, this is the most fun show. This is the most analytical show. This is the most, like, statistical show. Can we really be all of it all at once? Jesus, Christmas, the one-man band. I'm getting better as I go, man. So think about, right, usage, contact quality, whiff rate, really good way to think about pitches, individual pitches. So all of those pitches getting hit pretty hard with a maximum 25% whiff, not really his thing except for the slider, 34. So that's kind of the pitch he's going to rely on. A lot of it's going to come down to the off-speed stuff. He's got that arm side change. He likes to throw to lefties. But it's been responsible for four home runs. You know, really, really tough. He faced Baltimore once this year. I have that in my notes. It was a relief outing for, like, near-perfect innings. I don't know how much we want to react to that, but it's on the ledger. Baltimore offense, Gunner Henderson. The only hitter on the Orioles... With a better than 800 OPS versus righties in the second half. That's at 9-11. Gunnar Henderson was awesome. I think he's going to win the rookie of the year. But keep an eye on that split. Baltimore, as good as the offense has been, it's been pretty heavily lopsided towards lefty. Let's get back to Gunnar really quick. In that span, 59 hard hit, 14 barrel, 386 expected Woba, and 12 Shamalama ding-dongs. I think we might have to bring up the Gunnar prop. Then also, while you're getting those up, we want to look at Adley... Rushman also, when you shrink it down to the last 100 plate appearance against righties, he turned it on at the end of the season. 81 contact, double-digit barrel, a 392 expected Woba. So those are going to be the sticks that are going to have to do it. Brian, Brian David, what's going on? What's up, fam? What's up? I don't, I don't, I don't. All right, so I think we want to get a piece of that, Shay. Even if we don't dial them down, we're going with like the $2 thing here or whatever. Let's take the even money on Gunner. Do, oh, is that Adley? I think... Stop, that was Adley at 130. Gunner, is he, could he be even better, right? All right, they're both similar. You know what we should do, Jay? Let's take an even amount and hit them both. Again, Dunning is that type of pitcher. We're not in love with the Texas bullpen. And again, if we get one of the two, the venture on the Orioles is profitable. Let's move it on up. It's Kyle Horst Bradish going out there for the Blackbirds in orange vest. My man's been split-proof, what I mean. A check this, this is really intense. He's been really good. A 287 max Woba allowed versus lefties, righties, home and away, right? Split proof. 315 being average, sub 300 being excellent, sub 290 off the charge. Bradish has been really very consistent. 30 games started, 18 quality starts. Only four money, though. Not great. Right, so he's more of a six inning guy than a seven inning guy. Eight strikeouts, seven times, ten strikeouts, only once. Big reason for the change in trajectory pitch mix change coming at you last year was 44 percent on the four seamer 30 on the slider this year a little flip flop what do you got 31 slider 22 fastball so he cut that down with good reason fastball 22 use 570 x slug only 15 whiff rate that's his worst pitch good idea to throw it less you still want to throw it you want to use the fastball to change eye levels and play with speeds but 18 inches of vertical run Vertical ride, excuse me, run left and right, ride, nothing about his movement. With only three inches of run, not a great combination. The off-speed stuff is money. Slider 31 use, 368 X-slug and a 36 whiff rate. I mean, that is off the charts, right? Keeping the contact quality down and inducing whiffs. And then the curveball, 17 use, so that's more of a 
secondary slash tertiary pitch. 268 expected slug and a 36% whiff rate. He went up against Texas once this year, went six in the third, gave up none, four Ks and a walk. You got to like Bradish today. But the Texas offense, man, really, really good. Top five against righties in every time frame that you got. You know, on the in the first half, in the second half, in the last 30, 14, year to date, the whole shebang. Excuse me. Plus 960 OPS from the entire front of the lineup. Adolis Garcia, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and then Evan Carter has been excellent. 960 OPS is excellent. So, man, what do you got? You know, you got like a playoff showdown. It's going to be really tough. I tend to give the upper hand. Again, I don't want to step on this rake again. And hopefully it's not happening again. What I mean is I'm a pitching guy. Tashir has been predicated on offense in particular more certain types of offense and when a team is hitting you almost just want it that's avoid it it's a playoffs you got no choice but you'd rather look another direction that's been the thing that's gotten us in trouble again fading texas with the Rays pitching that did not work out this one of the baltimore offense i mean how much do you want to buy the splits i tend to think it's a very good team in general Baltimore, you know, on the season, 750 OPS, better than average, better than average contact rates. Down the stretch, though, it's hard to deny. Too many ground balls, not enough pulled balls, not enough barrels, not good against righties. So as much as I like Bradish, I got to pump the brakes on this one. We took the minus 110 on the series, and I liked it. That kind of just gives me the comfort that I'm liking. You know, I'm not having to pay any juice, and if we lose this one, finding ourselves behind the eight ball. I still like Baltimore because I believe that the upper hand in the bullpen is something we covered again in detail yesterday. I'm not going to do too much on bullpen. You get that yesterday. That show was on the shorter side too. But Baltimore, just objectively better than Texas. Texas looked good so far in the playoffs. But again, come on, we can't relax, rely on an inning or two. Chapman, we know, could be good. But when he loses the plate, it's gone. I'm like tilting, leaning on the Orioles. But again, not enough. I don't have the confidence to get with the price because of the strength in the Texas offense. That's the best way I could put it. So I still like the Orioles. This one, again, playoff baseball, must watch. But if there's one place where this falls apart, I honestly don't think it's Bradish getting touched by Texas. I think he'll either reduce or completely eliminate the fastball use than what they're so very good at. And I could just see Dunning trying to pitch to contact and getting in trouble against the Orioles. So I like Baltimore, but not enough to pay the price. Let's move it on. Next up, Minnesota plus 130 dogs on the road in Houston. Minus 160, Joe Ryan versus Justin Verlander. Check it out. I don't want to bury the lead on this one. Dave, can you bring up the prices? And I know I'm going to... Well, we might have to just... We're going against all the grains here today. Because I think I, I like the F5 over. I should say, I think I like the over. Generally, we would go to the final... But in this case, the bullpens are really strong, and I think I'd want the F5. See, this is what I'm talking about. Whenever you kind of get a lean, Jay, clear your throat, get ready to do your ad thing, homie. Because this is where it's, this is really it right here. And Jay would probably agree. I don't think we've seen this kind of disparity on a single game where there are literally three and a half, there are literal fours and four and a half. Granted, pricing is different, but they're not always available. The three and a halfs are at 140. But given that's a winning run, I think I'm going to go there. 
rather than play for the push in the fourth run. This is the playoffs. So I'm going to eat the juice to get to three and a half and go over in the first five. Now let's lay it out, everyone. I didn't want to bury the lead. For all the talking I do on the betting show, dropping my coasters and everything. You know, sometimes I, I, I feel like sometimes I, I we're actually starved. But I'm super conservative better. You know, that's always been my style. However, maybe there's like a tease for next season. If and when we're back next season, I really hope we are. I was thinking about maybe putting the model to the test. Jay, like incorporating it with the show more, maybe playing every game, right? Putting, you know, if you put a dollar down every game, you're still winning $15 or less per day, even with some juice, you're under 20, which is, you know, pretty reasonable if you're betting that robust of a ticket. Again, I don't. The idea of it would be you're never falling too far behind. You're probably going to play right around even. My nose is starting to itch, so something must be true. But a very, you know, little tease of what I mean. So let's get into Joe Ryan. Restart, back on track. Get out the microscope. Joe Ryan, really hard to deny. One, I guess how good he's been. Right? The 4-5 ERA, I think, is a bit misleading. All the indicators are at like 3-4 or below. 29K to only 5 walk. 31% ball rate. 38-0 swing. A lot of things that we like. Too many fly balls, too many barrels has led to too many home runs. He's also struggled on the road. 5-2 ERA on the year, on the road, more than two home runs per nine. That's going to be the running theme and why I'm worried and why we're going with the over here. Joe Ryan has struggled against righties, especially on the road. 888 OPS against 14 of the 32 ding-dongs allowed. The fastball, he butters his bread with it. It's highly unusual. Check it out. 57% use, which is through the roof. 379 X-Log, 29 whiff. It's like literally one of the best fastballs in the game. Even though it has a ton of vertical sink, right? He has a, also has a ridiculous amount of armside run, double-digit horizontal run. But he actually, it's the lowest vertical release in Major League Baseball on the four-seamer. Now, I really wanted to nerd out Give me a second, man. I'm telling you, something true is going on. I forgot what your nose itch means when you're like into um, myths and stuff. All right, check this out. My man Alex Chamberlain was just tweeting about this stuff. If you're into it, he's just like out of control with it. So, Joe Ryan, lowest vertical release point. Why does that matter again? The nuance and the context you get only when you hang with us. Because I'm also a fantasy nerd. Low release points. This is per Alex Chamberlain of Fangraphs. I'm not smart enough for this. Low release points. Cultivate flat vertical approach angles, attack angles, without the requisite carry velo of high release points. Which, regarding development and design, seems like lower hanging fruit than improving velo, augmenting your spin access, trying grips, etc. It makes sense we see a proliferation of lower arm slots. Okay, so give you an idea as we dig deeper into ball and flight fastball shape understanding what these things mean and how they are used at the highest level and then how we can try and find edge in that as fantasy degenerates and betters you got to keep that in mind also when you see these outlier outputs right for and against the thing that i forgot which really stands out the most is the velo Joe Ryan's fastball is 92 miles an hour. How does he induce a 29% whiff rate with that much sink sub 400 X slug because of the low release point? So besides that, he's gotten hit hard. The sweeper, 
the splitter and the slider all a plus 400 expected slug plus 500 composite especially the righties again getting hit hard 29 games started 13 quality starts only three money starts not great one complete game shutout so he's got that in the bag nine strikeouts nine times you know ryan has the k pitch he's faced houston when six gave up four one walk but 10 k's at houston when four gave up five three walks and six k's Definitely an issue here again. Ryan is beyond the innings max. Houston offense top three versus righties year to date. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, and Yaner Diaz all have a plus 925 OPS down the stretch. That was plus 110 plate appearances versus righties. Then in particular, you're gonna we know we're gonna get you know 57 to 60% fastballs. Let's take a look. Jordan Alvarez versus right-handed fastballs on the year. Though granted, they're not as good as Ryan. He's gonna be sitting four seamer. 82 contact, 60 hard hit, 29% barrel, a 483 expected Woba, and six ding-dongs at Jordan Alvarez. Kyle Tucker, 84 contact, 55 hard hit, 15 barrel, 451 expected Woba, six home runs. And the name you're also going to be, you got to be looking for. Do me a favor, Jay, scan through them while I'm yabbering, because i got to keep an eye on this. If, the, again, those total base props are in, the, are in plus money, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, I know they're both lefties. And they struggled to righties. But again, I don't really think it matters. We're talking about, I don't know, quite literally, like two of the ten best hitters in the game. Right? First round kind of fantasy picks. Stupid as that sounds. But I think the guy we want to be looking at, the reason I'm saying that is, the name I'm going to drop is a lesser known. And if the big names are at the same price, it may just be silly. So, okay, Jordan Alvarez at plus 110. Thank you very much. Kyle Tucker, where is he? So Jordan is in plus money. Kyle Tucker a little closer to even, but let's call them similar. Bring up Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick, maybe the best, you know, basketball hitting uh, hitter on the team. 90% barrel, nearly 500 expected Woba, and seven home runs with a 400 ISO. That's a 40% extra base hit rate when he gets a stick on it. Yeah, this is the one we want. Let's do that one, Jake. Let's go for that one. He's got the deep odds, plus one and a half. Over one and a half total base at plus 160 is what I mean to say. I want to bring up the Houston lineup. I'm curious where he's been hitting. Though we know teams screw around in the playoffs looking to maximize it. All right, like sixth and seventh. I wanted to make sure it wasn't ninth and that I didn't do that. But no, sixth or seventh, we're all about it. We're going to imply some runs. So let's go Chas, McC Chas McCormick and the over on this one. Justin Verlander. Split proof again, 306 max, Woba lefty, righty, home away. He's been very good. 14 quality starts, 27 times out. Seven money starts, nine strikeouts only once. He has not faced Minnesota this year. The fastball at 94 miles an hour, 50% use, 460 X slug, 18% whiff rate. Really not great across the board. 12%, 12%, 12 inches horizontal movement, which is very good combined with eight horizontal, also really nice. Though it's given up 11 home runs, 31 extra base hits. When he misses, right, he's very good with the control. We're using it up in the zone. When he misses, he misses low, and it gets hammered. The off-speed stuff for the old man is still legit. Nothing short of elite. Slider and curve. Max 321 X slug, minimum 25 width. Sorry about that. The fastball mirroring the curve. That's why he's so effective. Using that deceptive spin right that observed spin rate and then changing eye levels he's he's very good with the high low combination 
But, 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 but the big shaking butt and the thing we got to look for and what I've been trying to get behind and circle now is the offense. Teams that are hitting Minnesota offense second in WRC plus versus righties year to date. They are fastball destroyers. And it's like the back of the lineup. Again, something else that we we're always looking at the top, 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 but in the playoffs, it's the playoff hero a lot of times is not the guy at the top. Check this out, though. Royce Lewis is like looking like a superstar. Check out this combination. This is Reverse righties year to date, right? Against fastballs. Royce Lewis, Edouard Julien. I want to make sure I got that right. Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler, and Walner have a minimum 48% hard hit rate. Minimum 16% barrel. Minimum 10% blast. Let's stop right there. Why that matters so much. With the change in the ball, whatever, right? Humidors and the like. We've seen barrels become less impactful year over year. We like to look at blasts, which are the ideal subset of barrels, right? The most ideal combination of hard hit, you know, exit velocity and launch angle, what I mean to say. Launch velocity, I've also heard it called, to save the breath. Not sure if it's developed by Alex, Connor K, that got hired by the Astros, but one of the super smart guys in the fantasy baseball industry. So that double-digit blast rate is huge. I mean, like, when they get it, they get all of it. Each of them. Minimum 405 expected Woba and five home runs against right-handed fastball. So Verlander, as much as you like him, and you're going to have all the, oh, playoff stuff, this and that. Again, those are subjective. Just peeling it away, I'm seeing a guy who throws a ton of fastballs. That's not great that we know is a history of getting punished. Against the team, very good down the stretch, second half, 124, WRC+, plus, 348, Team Woba, top three expected Woba versus righties. I mean, they're really good. I like the Twins. I don't know if they're going to get it done because I worry about Ryan as well. So that's why we're going to go over. But another worry I have is that maybe, right, this one is, again, the 03 and a half, 2-2, like we, we, we hit. This one ends 2-2-5. Two, 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 You're going to worry about getting those three runs at the end. So, though I generally like to go over full game because of hashtag we have opens, this one I'm going F5 over. Three and a half. Eat the juice. And if you can't get to three and a half, I think the four is perfectly cromulent. Don't go over four and a half. That I, that I don't want. I don't want to need the fifth run or we lose. If the fourth run's a push, whatever, we could do worse. All right, next up. We got two to go. I'm trying to hustle through them a little bit more without turning into that horse diagram where it's really dope in the beginning and then at the end, whatever, mailing it in. Phil, any dog on the road against the Braves, minus 210 for the Bravos. It's Power Ranger Suarez on the ball. 22 games started, 11 quality starts, three quality starts, and a ten, one single 10 strikeout game. He kind of burned out at the end. We know Suarez performs in ebb and flows. I'm a bit worried now that I look at it. 10 earned runs his last 11 innings pitched. It was versus Pittsburgh and the hapless Mets. In his defense, though, he's nearly three runs better on the road, which is unusual, though I, maybe it makes a little bit of sense. Philadelphia hit a park, right? That's where, I, that's where I'm going. But again, there's some rough stuff under there. 418 ERA, 142 whip on a season. Indicators will agree. 9% walk rate, 37 ball to control. That is good, as we expected. Then forces him in the zone, 89% zone contact. He's kept it down 49% of the time. 
but the seven and a half barrel, you know, could lead to worse than the sub one home run he's had. And we know the Braves are really dope. You're getting the sinker, four seamer cutter, curve and change deep, deep arsenal from Suarez. The fastball, not good. 21 use, 500 X log, 22 whiff. Way too much sink, not enough horizontal run. The cutter also gets crushed. 13 use, 507 X log, 18 whiff. So it's a bad fastball bin. The curveball's been awesome. He's living on the curve. 248 X log, 38 whiff. That's a money pitch right there. I'm worried about the fastball bin, right? That combination of fastball and cutter, you know, combined, that's, you know, 40% of his arsenal. He faced Atlanta once, went six, gave up one, two walks, seven Ks. He was very good. Atlanta on the offensive side is goaded. Come on, man. Especially versus lefties. Check this out. Acuna, Riley, Albies, Ozuna, and Arcia all had a 940 or better OPRS versus lefties on the season, paired with a better than 13% bell rate. Hachi, Machi, Liberace. Bring up the Riley total bases. He's just been so, so good. That if he's got a plus in front of it, we could probably go there as well. Okay, my man Riley, just a destroyer, a destroyer of fastballs and destroyer of left-handed pitching. It does have a plus and a nice fat, like 130, 140. I guess they're trying to tempt us. Do me a favor before you get with that. Jay, how about just check the hit run ribby really quick? I'm trying to get myself in the habit of checking the hit run ribby. Now, if there's a 50, 60, 70 cent disparity, we could say nay. It's at minus 120, it looks like. That's right on the edge. Hit run ribby. Now, I think you got to take the plus odds on the total bases. I, I think the, the difference is, is too great. Again, I got some Riley stuff. I mean, he's just been... Like he's been, he's he's unconscious against lefties. The DFS crowd kind of knows that. His last sixty-six plate appearance that was his second half versus lefties. Three twenty-one batting average, five seventy-one slug, two fifty ISO. Also, probably could look at. You know what? We've been doing pairs. Let's do with the pair. I think I feel better about that. Let's go with Ozuna. Also, destroyer of lefties. Ozuna, I bet we're getting an equal price or better. He's been. Phenomenal as well. 709 slug versus lefties. 418 ISO in the second half. They both have six homers. So let's go that route. We attacking with the total base kind of splits. I like that one. I'm all about it. Jay, I was supposed to hand it off to you. Let's do it right now. If you haven't noticed, we're using betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen. Jay, tell them all about it. Yeah, for sure, John. Uh, if you're looking to improve the sports better, we find the easiest way to do so is to have multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to always get the best odds. Betstamp simply compares odds across every sports book, including games, player props, and futures. Save time and money. Download the app today. If you're looking to support the show, uh, head over to betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen. If you sign up to that page, help support the show. Now back to John. Thank you, everybody, for 
jumping along with us here in the month of October, you know, in football season. Amazing. They were able to still get together a, you know, three digits worth of crazy people. So we really do appreciate your rate review and subscribe. Yeah, I know what that I know what that chat says. <laughs> Live TV's funny, man. You just gotta power through, brother. That's what it's that's what this is all about. You know, Jay and I are always nervous that like if we screw up because we're new, you know, relatively. And I'm always thinking, man, it's all about being genuine, right? The same way I take my losses as far as betting and understanding and you know, just everything. Goes for everything. Work. Process methodology should always be conducting self-audits, let's say, without being too strict on yourself. When I was a younger man, I used to really beat myself up, and I, I was like that Paul O'Neill, you know, kick the water cooler kind of guy, thinking that was, you know, an expression, like a positive expression. You realize it's not. Yes, it shows you care enough to freak out, but it also shows, right, we talk about the valve, your pressure valve is not being properly maintained and causes explosions. So a little life lesson for you there. All right, let's do the last game. And then get out of here. It's the snakes with shapes on their back. The Diamondbacks plus 160 dogs on the road in Hollywood. Always up to no good against the Trolley Dodgers. Minus 200. Merrill Kelly v. Clayton Kershaw, the old man. Kelly's been tough on lefties and righties, but really had some struggles on the road. That is not going to help him today. I mean, I don't mean to sound sour because I picked against Arizona and they won. But a lot of times I want the better teams to win that first round so we get the good matchups later on. Merrill Kelly, 183 batting average allowed at home, 575 OPS. Uh-oh, on the road, 261, 767 respective. Home run rate nearly doubled, home and away. You know, of course, we're going to have our Worries about Kelly, though, a little bit better with the top side performances than I thought. So again, I never want to, I never want to like misframe our narrative like, oh, Kelly pitched the contact, Kelly kind of stinks. Not the case, you know. 30 games started, 18 quality starts, very good. Seven money starts, very good. He also had 10 strikeouts five times. Really good, but four of them at home kind of leading into that, whatever that split is, whatever is going on there, feels kind of real. He's faced the Dodgers four times, went three and two-thirds, gave up two, went five and two-thirds, gave up none, went six, gave up none, then went five, gave up seven. And that's what we're worried about. The fastball and the sinker, I'm worried about the fastball bin again. You put them together, it's a 42 use, 430 X log, only 22 whiff, so not great. He's going to have to get by on them somehow. Better be accurate. Better have control going, because if not, Dodgers, top two offense against righties on the season, second half, however you want to split it. It's Freeman and Betts carrying the load. Jay, let's stick with the total base stuff. Though, but now I have a feeling Freeman and Betts might have a negative in front of them. But those are the guys that we want for sure. If not, maybe we can parlay hit props. Although, if they're one and a half, I don't want it. So... Again, I know, you know, Bet Stay and Butchers, we love it. It doesn't speak for an entire book sometimes where you could maybe extend that menu just a touch. So, Jay, if you're bringing those up, if they have a plus, we want them. If they don't have a plus, I don't know. I will, you see where I'm going? I want to pair them, but I never want to pair two one and a half total bases. I don't do that. 
So Freeman and Betts versus righty second half. I mean, this is ridiculous. They both have a double-digit barrel rate. They both have a 1,000 OPS. They both have a better than 400 ex-WOBA. Jay, could that not be? I see what you're showing me. But I'm rubbing my eyeballs. Like, hold on. Oh, that was hits. That was for the roof. What was the total bases again? I'm sorry. I knew I was reading it wrong. Okay, we can go plus 110. Is bets is in the positive or the negative? Sorry to be doing the line shopping on in real time. But again, I feel like there's a lesson we learned here, how we go through it. We don't try to think of take lock. Well, bets coming in at a much stronger price than Freeman. Plus 145. Love that. Yeah, let's go for both. Again, right? We have kind of low risk. It's not a large ticket. We're not over-levered. We're, you know, staying with ourselves. And the, the analysis is certainly there. Plus, I don't like the Arizona ballpoint either. So give up me Freeman and Betts over one and a half total bases. Because I don't like to lay the 200. So, I mean, this kind of feels like a cover also. Let's take a look at Kershaw. Split proof. 307 max. Woba lefty righty home away. He's been dope. 24 games started. 11 quality starts. 6 money starts. 9 strikeouts 5 times. It's a slider, fastball, and curve. The slider is awesome, man. Slider first, 43 use, 380 X-Lug, 36 width. Just excellent stuff. The curveball is also equally ridiculous. 323 expected slug, 33 width. He also throws a, ch a change up to right. I picked up on this. That he's got like a put-away like put change. And I wish we could bet on this prop. Jay, check this out. The change up comes in at a 2% 2% use, but it has a 60% whiff rate. So why? You watch. You're going to see it. You're going to see it like over, under, one and a half, maybe two flat. He's going to throw a changeup to righties twice today. Tomorrow, I'm sorry, during the game. And just buckle their anus. You know, like, 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 honestly, like, we should, I wonder what the line on, on prolapsed anuses is probably over one and a half. All right. <laughs> going to get canceled. Three game starter versus Arizona this year. He was at Arizona in April and got touched four for four. But again, it was like first week of April. Then he went six, gave it one, went five, gave it one. He has not come out for the sixth or thrown more than 86 pitches since he came off the IL. So I had that in the notes because, Jay, bring up the out prop. Like, I, I like the out prop. And I feel like the Dodgers were cruising and they weren't looking to tax the old man. But this is a short series. It's hard to think that he won't come out. Yeah, you see, you're seeing it's not the shimmy. Jay, hit the hit the pinnacle line. We got over 15 and a half outs at plus 100. That's funny, Jay. With the analysis, you were leaning that I was going to go under. Is that is that what you is that what you're thinking? They were going to not let him go. I kind of think thought they were going to let him go. And again, you might be right. And I wonder if if me if. See, again, right, he hadn't gone past five since Aya. Now, I know that kind of feels like, oh, are we going under? But to me, again, they were cruising. It was contextual, I feel like. And, <laughs> Jay, I love you, man. Jay's, Jay's dropping anti-Blue Jay propaganda in the chat that I can't read right now. <laughs> All right, back to Kershaw. This is the, friend. This is the last go, right? This is the, the final hurrah. And it's a short series. Division rival. I really have a tough time thinking that he, they're going to pull the plug. 
Right? It's not like he didn't do it all season. So I'm going, I think he comes out in the sixth and gets us an out. And it's an even money. And I easily think that's better than 50-50 outcome. Why? Arizona offense is bad. Objectively bad versus lefties bottom 10 all year in OPS, also second half. The one standout is Christian Walker. I guess if we have any like DFS players looking for the run back. Right? It's Dodger Stacks with the Christian Walker run back. Last 75 PAs against lefties. 281 batting average, a 1,000 OPS, and a 359 ISO, 45 higher hard hit, 19 barrels, 7 home runs. So that's the only bat Kershaw has to avoid. I'm absolutely sure the Dodgers have the same scouting report that I do, and they're going to avoid him like the plague. I just have such a big disparity in the pitching quality through five. I have such a big disparity in the hitting, right? Dodger offense, second half. Awesome, 347 Wobble, 120 WRC+, plus single-digit KBB with a 350 OBP, and a plus 800 OPS as a team. 40 fly ball, 42 pull. I mean, that's the stuff we're looking for. Very good offense. Arizona, not very good offense. Bottom five in doubles, bottom five in homers, sub-700 OPS, 44 ground ball, sub-40 pull, five-and-a-half barrel, 90 WRC+, plus as a team. Second half, not great. You know, just not great. I think they meet their maker, you know, today, tomorrow, against the Trolley Dodgers. Best bullpen in the game as well. Maybe we should sell out of this one. Jay, if we get plus money on the run line, this one's going to is tough. It's right on the borderline. Minus 200 money lines sometimes don't yield plus money on the run line like we like. But I got the Dodgers by two runs, simply put. Yeah, we got plus money. We get our... Or drag our carcass towards a plus 110. So let's add that into the bin. $2 make them holler, buddy. And I think that'll do it. Thank you so much for picking up what we're putting down. Man, this show just reeks of effort. I'll tell you, it flies by for me. Hopefully you feel the scene that you come here honestly feeling confident in a few things. Jay is doing this quick saunter through for you. You D-bags that aren't watching the whole show just want the picks. Well, you know you can get that at the very end. <laughs> so, yeah, we appreciate you. And, again, I, I, there's a few things that I really hope you're confident in when you when you tune in. One, you're absolutely going to hear some kind of statistic you're not hearing somewhere else. Right, so I think now that's like a given. We use so many of them. We use our own. That's not even close. Then the other one is I, I truly hope that you leave with something. You know, something that I had a mentor once that would say, you know, his aim was to spark the brush fire in the minds of men and women, right? And that's how I feel. You know, that was something that kind of stuck with me right start to get it started. Feed it and watch it grow. So hopefully we've left you something that you could use going forward, right? We talk about premiums, paying premiums, avoiding premiums, risk management, positive ventures, daily allotted risk, confidence and analysis, just to everything, right? So thank you so much, everybody. We really do appreciate it. We're counting down to the end of the season here as we wind down this 2023 MLB postseason. So 
you hang out with Mr. Cooper and Big Johnny Stud will be on air at Forward Progress HQ on YouTube doing our favorite NFL picks today at 2 p.m. Eastern. If you didn't get enough of me, I'm going to swap the Yankee jersey for a Jets jersey and hopefully smash some props. I am kicking myself, Jay. Why am I kicking myself? Because I told you. I was into the Robinson and the Logan Thomas. A lot of props. My kid stuff got in the way. I didn't get to post them. They both crushed it. I think you did as well. So I'm going to get you out of here because I know you got work to do, everybody. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the games. You know, when we're done with the book tomorrow, enjoy your pay, everybody. And remember, when you work this hard, it's a lot less like luck. We appreciate you all. Everybody still keeping the chat alive through the month of October, man. Thank you so very much, man. Check it tomorrow. Monday, I mean. Peace. <laughs>